Amen. Anybody ready for the word this morning? Woo, come on. Are you really ready for the word this morning? Good. Turn to somebody beside you and say, I am ready for what God has for me today. We're in a new series called uh, 21 Seconds to Change Your World that's focusing on the Lord's Prayer. As a matter of fact, why don't we just start right there today? Okay, uh, let's start. You should have had some, a little card that uh, on that little card, it has the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I think we've we got, got it up here, guys. Let's go ahead and put the Lord's Prayer up on the screen. And I'd like us to all just say this together. Okay, a point of agreement, a place of agreement this morning. You ready? Let's just, uh, let's begin. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Um, by the way, just so that your mind will be at rest, Yvette uh, didn't believe that it was, you could do that in 21 seconds, so we actually timed it this morning, and uh, that, that, uh, this uh, prayer really does take about 21 seconds. This series is based off of a book I mentioned last week by a guy named Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland, um, as I kind of talked about who he is, and, and we do have these books available now. So at the end of the service today, if you would like to pick up a copy of 21 Seconds to Change Your World, Finding God's Healing and Abundance Through Prayer, then um, we encourage you to do that. She'll be back at the back counter, and you can pick them up. I think they're $10 a piece. I highly encourage you to do that. I encourage you to invest in yourself, um, and this is a great resource. In this resource, when we uh, jumped into it, we found out that it really was about the Lord's Prayer, but also in the book, he, he correlates the Lord's Prayer and the 23rd Psalm and talks about how that there's some just characteristics from the heart of David and from the heart of Jesus that go together. So I thought what we'd do this morning is let we take the time as a, just as a whole church, and, and let's repeat. Maybe you know the Psalms 23 by heart. If you don't, this is a great section of Scripture to uh, memorize and to hide in your heart. The Bible says if we hide the Scripture in our heart, that we might not sin against God. And if we hide His Word, we keep His Word, that it brings blessing and benefit to us both now and in the days to come. So Psalm 23, let's go ahead and put it up on the screen. And um, we... Uh, we will uh, say this together. You ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. So one of the observations that Rutland makes is that both the Lord's Prayer and the 23rd Psalm begin with a focus on God. And they end with forever. And I think if we can just keep that in mind, that if we'll, if we'll focus on God, if we'll realize that from now throughout eternity, our focus is going to be on God, we're going to be way down the, uh, we're going to be way down the path. 
We're going to see in this book, and as you read the book, you're going to see how that, that things that were in David's heart about the Lord being our shepherd also is, is talked about by Jesus, except he moves it from shepherd to father. And, that, and that's where we want to pick up today, back at Matthew chapter 6. You're there in your Bibles or on your iPhones or pads. Before we get into the exact section of the Lord's Prayer, there, I want to lay out a premise here, starting in Matthew chapter 6, verse 4. Jesus says this. He says, "...that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly." Now, here's some words to take note of. He goes, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to stand praying in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen. Verily I say to you, they have their reward. But thou, but you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you've shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and your father in secret, uh, your father who is in secret shall reward you openly. But when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you need of before you ask. So what we see here is that God wants us to be people who pray. Did you catch that? He said it time and time again. When you pray, uh, when, when, you go, when you go into your, your closet and pray, you pray. Time and time again, he's emphasized that we should be people of prayer, okay? Jesus is making an assumption that people pray. You know, every religion has been discovered that, that there's some form of prayer. There's some uh, aspect of prayer practice that goes on. Now, what I think about is, is that Satan's an imitator, okay? He doesn't create anything. He just takes the things that our Father, that God Almighty, the Creator, uh, takes that He has created, and then He tries to twist them and distort them and, and, and turn them into something that they were never meant to be. That's, um, that's what He's done. He's taken, and I think that's what Satan's done, really, when it comes to prayer, even in the Christian church, even for Christians, that Satan's tried to come in to distort this and twist this glorious, wonderful thing that God has given to us for our benefit and make it something sometimes people feel like it's a drudgery or they feel like it's a have to or they feel like it's some religious thing that has to be fulfilled to earn, to earn God's favor or to earn. And, and that's not what prayer is all about. Prayer is not something that we live so that when we get up in the mornings, we can go, okay, now what do I got to do? Well, I go to the bathroom, I brush my teeth. Oh yeah, I got to pray. Check, 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 check. We're not just checking it off the list. So that's, that's what I want us to get into our heart is that prayer is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful gift that God gives us. It's a, it's a glorious opportunity that God gives us to be able to fellowship with him, to spend time with him, to be more like him. So prayer is given to us as a gift because it blesses us, but prayer is also something that delights God. Now, how many people are going, wait a minute, prayer isn't prayer where we're always coming and bugging God? Isn't prayer where we're saying, God, I need this, and God, I need that, and God, I need your help, and God, do this, and God, do... Man, prayer delights God. The scripture says this in Proverbs chapter 15. says, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. It delights God 
when you and I call upon his name. Can you think about that? Just by coming to the Lord and putting our trust in him and and focusing our attention on him and and letting him know that, that we really do see him as the source of our strength, that we see him as the one that we turn to for help, that he's where all of our hope is based, that delights the heart of God. How many people want to delight the Lord? Amen. So prayer is not something that, man, I, I think, you know, the enemy tries to twist it. Oh, man, you know, like God's up in heaven and here we come with our prayer request. And, and all of a sudden God's going, oh, no, there they are. That's not how it is at all. When we enter into that place, when we call upon the Lord in prayer, you know what's happening? God is delighted. God is thrilled. God is like a, is, is our Father who's sitting there, and He sees us approaching, and all of a sudden, I think His eyes get wide, and He gets a smile on His face, and it's like, yeah, I'm so glad to get to talk to you. What can we talk about today? What do you need today? How can I help you today? Thanks for trusting me. Thanks for putting me first. Thanks for believing in me. And I believe it. that's why. It delights the heart of God. So let's look again at what Jesus says, all right? Look here, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. And when thou prayest, okay? Don't be like the hypocrites. It's not about many words. It's, it's about what's in your heart. And what's in your heart is that I get to come to God. I get to talk to God. I get to have time with God. I get to spend time with my Father who is the creator of the universe, but wants to have a conversation with me. And then he goes on. But thou, when thou prayest. Go ahead. Mark that in your Bible. When thou prayest, enter into the closet. And when you've shut the door, pray to the Father that is in secret. And the Father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. You know what God's saying? Hey, listen, if you'll just come spend time with me, if you'll come be in my presence, if you'll come cast your care upon me, if you'll come and call upon my name, if you'll come and show that I really am the one that you put your trust in, that you're not trusting in men, you're not trusting in horses and chariots, as the Old Testament talks about, but our trust is in the Lord, then God says, then I, the desire of my heart, is to reward you openly, is to bless you. Anybody here want to be blessed? Amen. Absolutely. Anybody here already blessed? We are all blessed. And that's what God's wanting us to understand. Everything that we have, it comes from him. So he says, when you pray, don't when you pray, get this again, when you pray, don't use vain repetitions. The heathen do. They'll think they'll be heard because of their speaking. Don't be like them for your father knows what you have need of before you even ask. So if God knows what we have need of, Why does he want us to ask? Why? Because it's connection, it's relationship, because it delights him and it blesses us. Amen? So when you pray, Jesus then goes in the scripture, as we're tracking down through Matthew chapter 6 there, he goes to the next section of scripture and he says this. He says, when you pray, then pray in this manner, okay? Now manner, uh, we touched on this just a little bit, but But when Jesus says pray in this manner, people have had this debate about, so should we pray these exact words? Is this a model prayer? Or or is this a a pattern of prayer? Do we pray it exactly? Or do we just use it kind of as uh, to go through systematically with a different, you know, with a pattern that we just use the pattern and then pray what's on our heart? My answer to that is yes. Yes, there's times... When we pray the Lord's Prayer, and what I've been encouraging is that every day, 
before you get out of bed. Take that 21 seconds. Any, how many people have been praying the Lord's Prayer this weekend? Wow, okay, great, fantastic. Just, I would just encourage you, just lay there in bed and just, uh, that's what, what I've been doing. Yvette and I at night, and sometimes even just uh, sitting on the couch, riding down the road, just, hey, let's just, let's just pray the Lord's Prayer. And what it does is it brings to remembrance just the things about God that Jesus teaches us through the Lord's Prayer. And so I want to encourage you. I really, really want to encourage you. I'd like to see everybody doing this. Take the time. You can afford 21 seconds, right? You can hold your breath that long. All right? Just pray. Just pray the Lord's Prayer. And then watch what God does. Watch how He speaks to you as you pray the Lord's Prayer. So let's think about this as a pattern of prayer today for a few minutes and start there at the very beginning. When he, Jesus said, after this manner, pray, he goes, pray our Father, our Father. Now, that would be the first thing that I would just circle right there. I, I would circle our Father and then think about what does this mean? What is God saying to us, our Father? First of all, I, I think that the thing that, God, that Jesus wants us to know is that God really is your Father. Now, for some people, and I, I would put myself in this, in this category, that, that for a long time, maybe you have a difficulty thinking about God as Father. For, for, for a long time in my life, there was, we'd come and I'd, I'd go to the Lord in prayer and I'd, and I'd call him Lord and I'd call him, you know, Almighty God and all these things. But when it came to saying Father and relating to him as a father, it was a very difficult issue for me. I was taking the thoughts and the, the emotions and the feelings that I had about my father, which were not always great, and kind of putting them on God. And so through the years, as I've talked with people, I've heard people that have said, well, when I come to the Lord and I think about him as a father, I don't think about good things. I think about hurtful things or painful things or difficult things or missing. Absentee just wasn't there. And and it becomes hurtful to even pray this. But can I tell you this? That God is not a father like your earthly father. He's the perfect father. He, he's the kind of father that, that every father should want to be. Amen? He, he's the pattern. He's the model. He's the example. His desire is always upon you. So I think that he's wanting us to know that God really is our father and that we can look at him. We can come to him because he's the father who is in heaven. Okay. He's the heavenly father. And listen, he's not just, he's not just abiding up in heaven somewhere. And I really hope that we can catch this. This was something that really stirred in my heart this week is that, you know why God is in heaven? Because where God is, it is heaven. Where God's at, His presence makes it heaven. His presence makes it heavenly. His, present, His presence makes it good. It makes it peaceful. It, it makes it righteous. And, and, and it makes it a blessed place. and makes it a place that is full of glory. And He makes it a place that is holy. Because it's where His presence is. And so we get to come and have a relationship with God who just being in relationship with him as our father, he makes us holy and he does good things and he brings peace into our lives. And so it's, he is, he causes our lives then to become holy. He's holy. As we look at his face in prayer, we, when we come to pray, when we say those words, our father, 
I think we come to a place where we'll start to begin to picture God. Wait a minute. He's not, he's not mean and he's not looking for an opportunity to hurt us or to, or to condemn us. There's no condemnation in him. But he's looking for a way to bless us. He's looking for a way to pour all who he is into our lives. And so he comes and we, we look in his face. And as we look into his face and we see who he is and we see how good he is and we think on all the things that he is, then you know what happens? As we behold him, as we think about him, as we focus on him, then in his love he begins to make us like him. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That the God of the universe says, I want to make my children, I want to help my children to be like me. I want, us, I want my children then to, to carry my name. And as they carry my name, they get to carry who I am with them. So, so that's one thing that our Father means. Anybody think he deserves praise for that this morning? Amen. That he transfers, he transforms our life to be like he is. And the second thing I think when we think about God as our Father, that we want to take note of is, is, is not just the, the Father part, but the our part. Now, when we read those first sections of Scripture and Jesus is speaking about how to pray, do you notice what he says? He goes, <clears throat> when you pray, you pray, go into your closet and pray. When you are in secret praying and as you're in secret, then you're talking to your father. And now when we get to the Lord's Prayer, all of a sudden he transitions and he says, our father. As a matter of fact, this, this pluralness, this, this change from singular to plural um, it, 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 we, we see this, uh, matter of fact, we see singular so many times through the scripture. We read it in the Psalms, you know, I will glorify the Lord, I will pray the Lord, all these type of things. But now we see this, this plural, this coming to the, this, this, um, this place where Jesus is saying, hey, listen, as you pray, I would have thought Jesus would have said, here's what you say. You, my Father, which is in heaven, but he doesn't. He said, our Father which is in heaven. Our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. And then what's he say? Give us, give us this day our daily bread. Us and our. Well, wait a minute, what, what's going on here, Jesus? You're teaching me to pray, but you're, you're teaching this in a way that it's all about the corporate. It's all about the plural. And he goes on, he says, and forgive us our debts and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Why is there an emphasis here on this plural aspect of prayer in the Lord's Prayer? You know, I think because God wants us to remember when we come into his presence that it's never just. It's never just about us. It's never just about me, my relationship with God. And, and I've heard people make this statement. They said, well, I don't talk about my relationship with God because it's, it's just too private. It's just a private thing. Let me tell you this. A relationship with God is a very personal thing, but it's never called to be a private thing. Amen. It's called to be something that we live together, that we live out in community, and that we live out in our community. Amen. It's not about just living it out in the walls of the church. It's not just about what we do in here. It's about who we are as the people of God, bringing transformation every place we go. On our campuses, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, 
to the poor and to the needy, to those that are hurting. Hey, listen, this is what it's about. And this is what God's driving home to us is that we're not, it's not just about us. We're a part of a body of believers. We're a part of families. We're a, we're a, we're a part of a community. We're a part of a church. And, and so this is why we pray. And it's why we pray one for another. It's why we pray for missionaries and people who are, who are on the other side of the world because we're connected to them. We're, we're, we're connected to those people and to what's going on and to people that are being killed. And so when we read the newspapers, then we need to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. We pray for those in England and Europe and, and we pray for those in, in Africa and we pray for those in Asia and we pray because we're praying to our Father who is my Father, but He's also your Father. Amen? And so when we have people that are hurting and struggling and going through things that, that we don't separate from them, but when we pray, we pray in this manner that says, God, I come alongside them in prayer. Because you care about them, God, and you want to minister to them, and you want to reach out to them. And God, you give us the opportunity to come to a point of agreement with you for their pur your purposes and their lives. Hey, folks, it's why we do that all the time. It's why we send out prayer requests. It's why we have an intercession team. It's, it's why we pray for our community. It's why we pray for what's going on in Tyler, Texas, and te East Texas, and, and, and throughout the state, and, and in America, and around the world. Because we are in this together, amen? We've got to have a focus on others. That's, that's what he calls us to. So every time we pray... One of the things I think that's going to rise up in our hearts is, you know, wait a minute, it's not just about my issue. It's not just about my financial situation or my pain or my emotional struggle or my difficulty. It's not just a, when we pray as a church, it's not just about our issues and our stuff and our building. And that's, that's why we pray for other churches in our community. That's why we pray for revival in our land. That's why we pray for one another around the world and across the street. Because we're connected to this. So we pray. We pray for ministries. We pray for our wives. We pray for our husbands. We, we pray for our children. We pray for our grandchildren. Even though they don't need it. They're perfect, right? We know that, grandchildren. We, we pray. We pray. We get this privilege of praying one for another. And so what do we pray we're going we're to get into this a little bit more next week. But it starts here. It starts with acknowledging that it's His kingdom come. His kingdom come. His kingdom, when we say your kingdom come, we're not just asking for something in the future. We're acknowledging the present. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom's here. How do we know that the kingdom's here? I heard a teaching on this last week, that, um, I didn't, but, but he was talking about the, the, the word principality. The word principality talks about a prince in rule of an, of an area, of a territory. Does anybody remember in Daniel uh, when there was a prayer time, you know, when Daniel's walking along the great river and he's praying for 21 days, and as he's praying, finally on the 21st day, 
Okay, which is a great reminder, don't give up when you're praying. Don't give up, don't quit, don't relent, okay? Don't stop, okay? Don't, don't quit too soon. I can think about Daniel, man, I suppose he'd quit on the 20th day. No, no, no. The 21st day, the angel of the Lord shows up and he comes and he says, hey, from the first day that you prayed, I was on my way, but I was dealing with principalities and powers, Okay, the New Testament tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. Well, well a principality is where an evil prince, okay, an, an evil authority rules and reigns. So it's where the prince, okay, this prince is. In, in olden times, there was a, a, a prince would go and have the principality of a kingdom. But you know what? You know where the kingdom is? Wherever the king is at. The, the, wherever the king is at, wherever the monarch, that's kingdom territory. And so we're saying, God, we recognize that your kingdom is here. And where the kingdom is, listen to this, his will takes place. Okay? When we say, your kingdom come, your will be done, it's not like we're rubbing a genie's lamp. Oh, God, please let your will be done, God. Oh, we we're just hoping, Lord. No, 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 no. We're declaring, we're saying, God, that your kingdom's present, your present, your power, your authority is here. And because your power is here, because your presence is here, because your authority is here, then your will is accomplished here. And can I tell you where the first here is? Where the first place is? That's why we've been saying it, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth. Some translations say on. I can, I can hang with on, I understand that, but I like in better because the, when I think of it, when I pray it, when the first thing I think of is your kingdom come, your, thank you that your kingdom's here, thank you that your will's going to be done, oh God, in earth, in earthen vessels, in earth, in earth. Anybody here anything more than just some minerals? And No. That's what we are. We're, you know, that, that we're earthen vessels, the New Testament talks about. And so the scripture, God, we pray today. <laughs> Thank you that your kingship, your lordship, your authority, your rule and reign comes in my life. It rules in my thoughts. It rules in the things that I look at. It rules in what I say. It rules in what I touch with my hands. It rules in how we use our time and how we put forth our energies. It rules in every area of the stewardship of our lives. Your kingdom come, your will, your will be done. Hey, listen, folks, when we start thinking about the will of the Lord, we need to get a big smile on our face. Because do you know what God's will is? Anybody? Man, we want God's will. You know what God's will is? God's will is that every person should be saved, that their sins would be forgiven, that they would be cleansed, that they would be healed, that they would be set free, delivered, that they would be transformed into the living image of the living Christ. That they would see His glory in their lives. God's plan, God's will is a good will. God's will is to bless his people. As a matter of fact, I was reading through the scriptures, laying there in bed last night, and one of the scriptures just says, I want to bless my people so much that everybody who sees them declares, wow, they are blessed of the Lord. That's God's will 
for your life. So we start by welcoming and saying, God, your kingdom, your lordship, your rule, your reign. Hey, folks, as you're praying this prayer this week, I want you to get this. I want you to think about this. So when we're praying, our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, holy is your name. It starts with praise. This prayer begins with a praise, an attitude, and an aptitude towards praise. And we'll find out when we get towards the end of it that it ends the same way. Why? Because God in heaven is manifesting heaven in us. He's allowing his lordship, his kingship, his authority, his presence in our lives to bring to bring his will to pass right here in earthen vessels, right here in earth. And if he'll bring his presence, if he'll manifest his will in earth, you know what will happen? His will will be done on earth. Amen? If his will is done in your life, you know what's going to happen? People are going to see a representation of Jesus Christ. If his will's done in your life, he's, people are going to hear the gospel. They're going to they're hear the good news. They're going to they're hear about the freedom and the healing that God brings. They're going to hear about how he turned sorrow into joy, how he turned darkness into light, how he took things that were painful and brought us to places of rejoicing. That is his will. So many people think that maybe a good prayer today would, to pray would be, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth, in earth, in earth. Amen. Anybody need any of the will of the Lord done in earth today? No, I mean, I mean just think about it. Anybody says, you know what? I need some provision in my life. Don't miss, I'm telling you, don't miss next week. God has got a word for us. When we start going down through this, the rest of this prayer, when we hear what God has in store for us, I'm just telling you, it is it, no wonder we end up by going, thine is the kingdom, and thine is the power, and thine, oh God, is the glory forever. Man, we'll find ourselves riding down the street, be shouting, woo, the glory and the power ever, forever and ever. People be looking at you, wondering what's going on, right? Man. Uh, just take a moment, if you would, just bow your heads. Just, just reflect, just ask the Lord. Come on, guys, hang on here, everybody, all right? Um, I believe today, I believe I have, I have an assurance from the Holy Spirit that today, that there's some people that maybe you came in and everything that was going on in your life wasn't the will of the Lord. It wasn't the manifestation of God in your life. And God's saying, you know what? I want to come in and I want my kingdom to come, my will to be done in earth. In earth that has your name on it and has my name on it. So right now, just begin to think about that. God is, just show me if there's any place. Show me if there's any place where I need, God, where I just need your presence, your will, your help in my life today.